Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. And you know the drill. We have three questions. If you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, or slide into the DMs on Instagram at Barpath Fitness, or email us, because email is cool. Still. <laughs> yes. And apologies for Heather's mic situation. She's getting it back. It's she fine. Move, so we're it's good. Fine. You just have to deal with a couple of echoey episodes. A couple of echoey episodes. Yep. All right. Question number one. Uh, how do you know when to increase your weight in weightlifting? When it's too light. Next question. <laughs> Always. Just kidding. No. <laughs> just kidding. So, I mean, it's, it's going to depend on the person. It's very nuanced. I would say... Go back and listen to what episode do you know off the top of your head, Heather, that we talked about intensity and like RPE and sure don't, but I can find out okay. Was it the well, high weight, weight high, high weight, low weight, everything in between. Yeah. So you should go back and listen to that. Well, let's just let's let's double check that. But we'll link that episode to begin with, because going off of the RPE scale, I think, is a really good way to gauge when the weight is good, when it's too much or when it's a little bit too light and you can increase, right? So we talked about getting the weight around that eight RPE, which essentially means you have two reps left in the tank at the end of the set. So you're pushing it, the intensity is high, but it's not so high to where you're going to burn out and go to failure because, you know, we don't necessarily advocate training for to failure on a regular basis. So that is a good way at first, it's kind of hard to gauge like what RPE is this because if you're a beginner, I should say. So this is where a coach is really helpful because I do this for my clients all of the time. I'm literally watching them. I'm watching everything, their facial expressions, their muscles, how fast they move, the weight or whatever their body, depending on what movement we're doing. And then I tell them like, I you can do more and then they can do more. So yeah, I mean your best bet have someone there to kind of guide you but otherwise just really truly ask yourself okay how hard did that feel how many reps did i have left in the tank after the last one of this set if it's you had five left you should probably go up yes and i think the episode is episode 57 we may also talk about it in how uh how to start tra strength training that might be I'm yeah, we start or it's, we talk about it in there too, but it's probably yeah. scattered throughout a few episodes. But I know there's one particular particular one mm -hmm. where we talk about the RPE scale. It might also be there's one on measuring intensity. So I don't know yeah, that one probably. So I'll just put them all in the show notes. We're gonna link them all. You should listen to them all anyway. So yeah, I don't totally. know. Do you have any input on that other? Um, no, I think that there are there have been some interesting studies lately on um people and their intensity is being too low so i don't hmm, i don't have the exact study but if i find it i'll link it in the show notes um but i know i've just been i've just been seeing a lot of people talk about it in the industry how they're finding that a lot of people aren't lifting close enough to their one rep max or close enough to failure or high enough for intensity so chances are um unless you're you know losing form or you know you're someone who's just like really pushes past your limits um or you know trying to just like you, you ego lift a lot if you're just a general like fun casual lifter um chances are you may not be increasing enough or as frequently so um you know just keep that in mind 
yeah, it's it's definitely a learn. There's a learning curve there. Like mm-hmm. you'll learn as you go. So it's not a terrible thing if you are not necessarily lifting with it, you know, enough intensity, which is honestly, it, it's not a bad thing because now you have the opportunity to increase the intensity and you'll get a lot more gains from that. And you'll probably notice some significant strength increases just from upping the intensity. So, yeah. Speaking of, that's the episode. Episode 112, Training to Failure, Exploring Training Intensity. We Dope. go RPE in depth on that. Listen to it. Yes, that's the and one. the rest of them. Yeah, okay. All right, question two. Yeah. Question two. Ooh, this is a oldie but goodie. We've been getting this one for... Goodie. How many years have I been training? Seven, 18, 17 years. 15 cardio, years. cardio before or after weights. How about no cardio? <laughs> hey, some cardio. Okay, so just kidding. We talk about cardio in our cardio episode. You should listen to it. It's called We Don't Hate Cardio. We sure don't. So, okay. It, this depends on the adaptation that you're looking for the most. So are you trying, is your main goal to get better at endurance or sorry, to increase your endurance and stamina, then do your cardio before you strength train. If your goal is to get stronger and build muscle, then do your cardio after you strength train because you want to do what you, sorry, you want to, you want to be fresh for whatever adaptation you're trying to achieve, I should mm-hmm. say. So but then again, how much cardio are you doing? Like, can't you save that for a day that you're not lifting? Like, that's my other question. Or so, I guess that's my follow-up question. I get it. Like, if you only, like, your your schedule only allows for three days per week. So you're going to do your cardio and your strength training in those three days. I get that. I feel like most people aren't in that situation, nor do they want to put themselves in that situation because those three days would just seem really daunting. So... I don't know. I guess like, what is your goal? Because if you're, if you're just trying to be healthy, you don't need three days of cardio. You could do one to two, like, you know, one of them could be a high intensity cardio day. The rest of the week, you're just doing like low intensity, like walking or, you know, maybe some light rowing here and there, biking or something like that. But yeah, I guess what's your goal? That's, that's the main question. Yeah, agreed. I am going to say that I will pretty much always answer this as weights first or on a different day. There isn't really a time where I can imagine cardio being before weights because I know if if you're putting cardio before weights, most likely what your your priorities are some sort of endurance training. And if you're doing some sort of endurance training, most likely it's kind of intense and you're going to be tired. And so the fact that you're doing this endurance training and then you're going to go hit the weights means that your form is going to suffer on the weights. And your intensity won't be there for your Yeah, The intensity won't be there for, you know, the, the results that you need in the, the, um, lost my train. The intensity won't be there for what, what you need uh, on the weights. So I would just say, if you're an endurance athlete, ideally you do some weight training on a day that you're not doing endurance training, or, you know, you pick one to two days a week to do your weight training. And I would probably still do it before endurance. I just can't think of a case realistically where I would do endurance first. Yeah. That's a great point. Like you're just going to be fried. Yeah. Your strength training. And even if endurance is your main goal, just do your strength training on a completely separate day, even if it's just one day a week, but you want to make sure that day is intense. And if you do your cardio, 
mm-hmm. before it, then you're not going to bring the intensity there. So you're not actually going to progress strength wise. So yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Now, if you're like going into the gym and you're walking on the treadmill for 20 minutes, that's fine. Like you yeah, can do your that. form of cardio and it's like moderate intensity for 20 minutes or something. Totally fine. You could probably do that before weights and be just fine. But when I think of the people who are really thinking about cardio, they're either going for long periods of time or they're training more intensely for something specific. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like if it's like an incline walk, even you're yeah. probably fine. I still wouldn't do it before you strength train though. Just do it after because you don't really need to think. You don't really need to push it. You can just move after if that's if that's the main goal. So I have gotten on the bike before because I didn't want to do shit one day. Like it'll be like a, a squat day and I'll be like, I do not want to squat, but I will force myself to like get on the bike and I'll end up on the bike for like 15 minutes. And then I'll be like, okay, now I feel good. I can go squat. So I guess that's kind of what's in my head. Yeah, that makes sense. Like if you're in, you know, if you're walking for 10 minutes as like a warm up to just like get yourself in the mood, I can see context for that. But in general, just in general, yeah, it's planning. It's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, do your do some mobility before your strength training and just jump into it and bring the intensity there. And then if it's intense enough, like we don't advocate for failure training into really like destroy your body after every single strength training workout but you probably won't want to do cardio after and that's totally fine yeah so yeah okay question number three can you stack strength workouts ahead of vacation and save mobility for travel well you can do whatever you want because you're a grown-ass adult if you're asking this question (laughs) wait we should we should probably have that be the answer for every question (laughs) (laughs) this is very true so is it ideal? I don't know about this. I mean, I've done it before. My clients have done it before. I don't know. Like I kind of tripped up on it because, you know, you could make a case for you're about to go on vacation. You can load up the intensity beforehand. It's almost like this. Maybe you're super compensating and then you deload when you're on vacation. So it might actually work out well in your favor. Otherwise, I feel like people stress about it too much. You know, if I just feel like most people leading up to a vacation, their lives stay the same. So it's, it's already hard enough for people to get to the gym. So I wouldn't stress about loading them up if that's going to stress you out more, but you can try it and see how you respond to it. Like I've done it. And then I've actually taken the the vacation to just deload and not really strength train. And I felt great coming back from it. I don't think it's necessary though. But if you were super hardcore like that, then go for it. Yeah, I feel like when I because I currently still train kind of like I'm prepping for a powerlifting meet, even though I'm not, uh, I still do a lot of I suppose I would call it power building, which is basically like, you know, powerlifting plus bodybuilding hypertrophy work. So I feel like three days a week. Huh? Yeah. Oh, power building. Yes, oh, I know. Fun. Maybe we have something for that. Too. Maybe, maybe, maybe hint, hint. Um, but I think that for me, like, so one of my days is squat, one of my days is bench, one of my days is deadlift as far as focus. Right. And so for me, if I'm going on a vacation or I'm traveling or, or even if I have like a schedule that I know is about to be crazy, sometimes I will do like squat, bench, deadlift all in a row and then save that fourth kind of accessory day for the vacation or for the whatever. So I could see that as like a way to do it. And maybe they're talking about something kind of like that as well. But if you're trying to get like 
two weeks of workouts into one week, I feel like that's overkill. <laughs> yeah, that is overkill. Like if you're just trying to front load a few workouts, sure. Yeah. Just know that you're probably not going to have the the same intensity and the same strength if you're doing multiple strength training workouts day after day because your body hasn't had a, had a chance to recover. You can try. You can really, really fucking try and you might succeed and it might work out well for you. You might just have that deload waiting for you and you know you're a little bit less stressed out because you're on vacation and it might all work out really well but it might not so you again you can try it you're a grown-ass adult do whatever you want <laughs> my clients like i don't i don't honestly i don't feel like i care that much i don't want them to burn out that's my only concern and the clients who would do this though are not the clients to burn out like they're always going to be consistent so but yeah, if you want to do it and save your mobility days for, or if you have mobility days, whatever you're doing for your vacation, great. I probably wouldn't even do anything though if you're going to front load that much. Just like walk and rest and recover. Yeah. Cool. Was that question three? Yeah, that was question three. Oh, all right. Time flies and you're having fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, if you like this podcast, share it with all of your oh, intensity loving strength training loving friends well you should anyways because this is what that what this podcast is for yes and go vote in our cookie poll on our facebook group oh. and let heather know that she's wrong okay but oatmeal raisin cookies being the best because they're not it's chocolate chip all the way whatever you know what i had one person in our facebook group so far say oatmeal I, raisin. ben doesn't count ben I you don't count eight people on instagram compared to a lot more. <laughs> hey, that, was, that was mean, Ben. You do count, but one vote <laughs> doesn't trump the rest of the chocolate chip cookie votes. I think you chocolate chip cookie people need to elevate your palates. You know, maybe we do, but who? why would we when we have a chocolate chip cookie freshly baked out of the oven? Yeah, I do like who chocolate at night. That's like the only You like chocolate chip cookies, though. I like, okay, if I had to choose a cookie, chocolate chip would be the very last cookie that I would choose. It would go oatmeal, oatmeal raisin, raisin oatmeal raisin, shortbread, uh, probably like, what, like sugar cookies with like, they have like extra sprinkled hard sugar on them. I like those. Uh, I don't know, literally anything but chocolate, chocolate chip would be the last. Or like, you know what? No. Ooh, peanut butter. Peanut butter is good too. I think before or after chocolate chip, chocolate chip would be right before those like super chocolate ones. You know what I'm talking about? They're like double chocolate. Double chocolate. Yeah, they're like dark brown. Like, oh, that's too much chocolate. I just feel like you've been deprived of good chocolate chip cookies. One day you will have one. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just need a hella good chocolate chip cookie. If someone would like to bake me a delicious chocolate chip cookie, let me know. But you can also bake me one because I'm the one fighting for the chocolate chip cookie here. <laughs> yes. This rant is going on far too long because we're trying to sign off. <laughs> All right. So rate this podcast because you know you love hearing us banter about chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and review it. It really helps our little podcast get seen. And peace out, fam. Peace out. Peace out.